Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're the Skeptical Skeptics. So this is episode eight. We appreciate you sticking around if you have joined us in the past. If you haven't, welcome. So for those of you who are new, we call ourselves the Skeptical Skeptics because we're kind of the in-between people. We don't believe the, you know, the, the story that everyone's told, but we also aren't, you know, full on conspiracy theory believers in most situations. This is kind of like a podcast for the people who are in between. Which I don't think is very well represented out there. Like you always have people that are super one direction or the other. Like every little bump in the night has to be a demon. Or it can be totally explained away by science. Exactly. And I, I just think that just like anything else, like we fall more in between the middle uh, in reality and people just kind of polarize naturally. So, yeah, I think it's fun that we represent the more middle type people. Well, I just think it's like all of these, most of the things we're talking about are all things that have already been talked about many, many, many times. So it's not about learning the story again or really about hearing it. But I think when you hear it, it's either we're going to talk about this story and everything they said happened is what happened. Or we're going to talk about this story and we're going to explain why what they said was wrong. But for us, it's more of a we're going to talk about this story and then we're going to speculate maybe what could be the truth, what they could be lying about, what we could not know, what could be actually happening behind the scenes kind of thing. Okay, so for this episode's weird fact of the week, we have that the root of the word testify comes from exactly what it sounds like, which is from the Roman practice of having men swear on their testicles in court. Which I feel like is a more like between people saying, do you swear on the Bible and you swear on your testicles? I feel like people would be less likely to lie on their testicles than on the Bible. And I love that the website we got this from has no elaboration of like what happened if you. I mean, we know you had to get castrated. They, they went right? away. If yeah. you're swearing on your testicles, that means if you lie, you no longer have testicles. Which is great. And I think we should still live by that. Agreed. OK, so I'm going to go. Well, first, let's do previews. I'm going to be talking about the Hoya Bachu Forest. And I'm going to be talking about a car that crashed in a river, and I don't want to give away too much. All right, let's start. So my story is from all the way back in March 2015, a woman named Jennifer Grossbeck was driving to Springville, Utah. Grossbeck. <laughs> this is a stupid joke. <laughs> such a dumb joke. RJ, tell the joke. So between... Where we live in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas and Houston, there's an exit that is Grossbeck. My sister who is, listens to this podcast, who listens to this podcast, shout is, out to Becky, is named Becky. And while driving past this exit, I turned and said, hey, look, Beck, it's your exit. No, 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 no. She was not there. You said to me, hey, look, it's Becky's exit. It's just Becky's exit. And like, it was the dumbest. I almost peed my pants. It was the dumbest throwaway joke, like of all time. I thought it was the funniest And she thought it was the funniest thing I've ever, it ever said. the best. And all it was was just a brother calling his older sister Grossbeck. Well, and we drive, we've driven past it like multiple times. And I laugh every time. Anyway, so a woman, Jennifer Grossbeck. Oh, her name's Grossbeck. 
No, there's oh. no way that's true. It's gross back. Anyway, she was driving to her home in Springville, Utah, when crossing a bridge, she hit the cement barrier and crashed into the river. The crash happened around 10.30 p.m., according to a witness that heard the wreck, which we hear wrecks like all the time and don't go check it out, right? Like that's a normal thing. Mm, nope. Oh. If I heard a wreck, I would definitely check it out. No, no. I've heard the like super fast cars and then like the screeching of tires and I like sit there with anticipation like, is it going to smash? Is it going to smash? Is it going to smash? And there's no smash. If there was a smash, you better bet your ass Rachel would be out there checking it out. I would be. Well, this guy was lazy. and like no one's well, business. Hold on. It was very cold outside and that would change I you would so quick. I would no, you wouldn't. Yeah, anyway. Oh, no, you don't think I would. I would. I know you wouldn't. I would. But anyway, so. It's the curiosity would kill me. This witness heard it, but didn't check it out. And Weird person. The wreck ended up not being visible from the road um, and wasn't discovered until 1224 p.m. the next day. Right. So 1030 p.m. It happened 1224 p.m. Over 12 hours, 14 hours later. That's a long time. Like, Super long no time. Did no one drive past there or? It wasn't visible from the road. I just said that. Yeah, but still, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. That's a long time. It is a long time, but if it's not visible anyway. Yeah, so but, like there's this dude that heard it. Like, wouldn't you think that as that dude, I'd be like looking on the news and like asking people like, hey, did anyone else no, hear, hear about this? No, I hear all the time. I never care. Well, there's something wrong with you. That's you not, should care. That's someone's life normal. hanging in the balance. What if someone like, no, no, hold on. What if like someone got in a car accident and they're straight up like half dying. And if you would have gone out there to rubberneck your ass off like I would, you would have seen them half dying and called the 911 and they would have gotten there in time and they would have lived. But because of you and your non-curiosity, they died. Congratulations, you killed someone. You and that man. That's what would have happened anyway, so... No, not if you got there fast enough. You don't know. Anyway, um, when police arrived, uh, they could see an arm in the window of the driver's seat of the car. Sad. And, and so they jumped into the freezing waters. So again, this is March, Utah... Um, in, in a river, right? right? Four policemen all jumped into the uh, freezing rapids in order to um, get this car out, right? Right. Because they see someone in there. And as they jump into the water, they hear a woman crying for help, saying, help me, we're in here, right? And so... Holy crap. And they have no idea how long the car's been there. Because remember, they, they didn't they didn't find the witness till after. So they have no clue how long this, this car's been in here. That's a long time to be in that cold of water. Right. Yeah. Oh, very long alive, time. Yeah. 14 hours and through the middle of the night. And they said the water was near freezing, like as close to freezing as you can get without being solid. That's awful. So anyway, they heard the woman crying for help saying, help me. We're in here. Right. It triggered enough adrenaline in the men. And they all said, you know, like we were we were responding to this, this is like what we do. Right. Mm -hmm. It triggered enough adrenaline in them for for them to turn the water filled car around to get them inside. So the, the car is filled with water. It's upside down. They're able to get it onto its side. Right. Um, inside the car, they find a 25 year old mother and an 18 month old daughter in the back seat, which they didn't initially see the daughter. Wait, Hold on. I'm about to ask a dumb question. If the car was upside down, how were they like not submerged in water? No, it's not a dumb question. So what? Oh, that's part of it. Okay. Now yeah. I feel stupid. No. Yeah. So I'm figuring stuff out. What's the paranormal aspect here? What's the whole skeptical skeptic -y part? The mother was dead for 14 hours. Right. Okay. So who called them? Especially to say help. We're in here. Yeah. Not like someone else is in here. All four men reported answering this voice saying we're almost there. We're almost there. We'll get you. And hearing it, obviously. Yeah. 
all four of them reported that's what triggered them to go after them so hard. I like this story. Yeah, I mean, a, I don't. It's very sad. It's a good but story. I like it. It's really short, but it's really good. And here's the here's an interesting part. So the mother had died almost on impact because she was submerged. The daughter was not. And so for 14 hours, this mother had been dead. And they when they finally saw the daughter, they, she was upside down, but out of the water and her eyes were like fluttering. And so that gave them hope. They got her out of there, got her to a hospital and she recovered. If not as one resilient little baby. Right. But if not for the voice, they would have never they wouldn't have gotten to her as quickly. Oh, so like the paranormal side is like this mommy ghost saved her baby, saved her baby somehow. Um, anyway, so I'll post a link to this story um, in the liner notes and you guys can check it out. But it is reported by um, like the New York Daily News or something like that. And it's it's been plastered in quite a few places. But all of these policemen uh, did report hearing the voice, answering the voice and then going in there and finding out she'd been dead for quite a while. So, yeah, I mean, it's a happy ending using the paranormal for kind of a happier ending than what it could have been. But then what's his name? Slag getting murdered and then trying to murder others. Exactly. So uh, but just like what I like to leave you guys on, I have no explanation for that one. So it does say rapids. It says river. If you guys look at the picture, it's not. I mean, so it's a uh, it looks to me like it's one of those uh, post thaw rivers, which is like really cold, but not that violent. So you can look at the pictures of the car in there. So the reason why I say that is because I I don't think and I used to live in we used to live in Utah um, and it's just not one of those like grand rapid type, you know, where you can't really hear anything. And so maybe they made up the noise like it's not. Yeah, no, it's not like Colorado. It's not violent. Yeah, like it's not violent water. So um, you would think that these four grown men would hear what they thought they heard. And well, the interesting thing I would also on the more skeptical side, I would like to hear which maybe they don't remember. Maybe it's. I would like to hear how them all finding out with each other came about because like, what if one of them was so sure they heard it? And then the other, like two or three were like, we heard something. Right. And then they said, this is what I heard. And then they're like, Oh, that must be what I heard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Social confirmation. The only side of it that I can kind of see as the skeptical side, but then why did he hear it? Right. Cause one person at least had to have known, had said, this is exactly what it said. This is exactly what I heard. But then also for them all to answer. I don't know. Like it. That's hard. Yeah. But there's it's a very not, interesting there's story. There's just nothing that I can really. Anyone can really say. I mean, someone probably can, but there's nothing I can really say. Oh, it could have been this or it could have been that. Right. Yeah. Really sad, but good story. Also, I just breaks my heart thinking about what that poor little baby went through. Ugh, the poor little Luckily, she was too little and she baby. doesn't rem- have to remember it, but awful. So for my story, I'm going to be talking about the Hoya Bachu Forest. So it's actually considered the world's most haunted forest, but I've actually never heard of it before. Maybe yeah, I'm I, I haven't either. Weird? So I don't say know. where it came from, though, because people have heard of that. What do you mean? Like where it's located? Yes. Oh, it's in Transylvania, Romania. Exactly. Which, like, awesome. Also, after all the things I've read, I would give my foot to someone which foot uh, the best one they can pick to go there 
that they can pick. Whichever one they like more. They can be like, I like this foot. I'd All like, you'd cool, have to do is just it. buy a plane ticket instead. I get it, but if it cost, if that's what it cost, I would go anyways is what I'm saying. But then it would make walking through the forest really difficult. I don't have to walk. Someone could carry me. I'm not carrying you. I didn't say you. It's obviously me. <laughs> I could ride on like a donkey. Do they have donkeys in Romania? I don't know. A vampire could take me around. Spider monkey. There's no spider monkeys in Romania. No, There's vampires. That's a horrible. I get it. Believe reference. me, I, I would like us to not talk about that. It was your favorite film when I was like 15. That is not allowed. No 15 year old has good has any good taste in films or books. It's just not possible. Anywho, this place is freaking awesome, and it definitely will rock our world a little bit. So it, it's again, it's located in Transylvania, Romania, and it's 729 acres. So it's friggin huge. Um, it was originally named like it became this version of the most haunted forest in the world when a shepherd entered the forest with 200 sheep and they all disappeared. No one ever saw them ever again. OK, maybe maybe that guy was just a really bad shepherd. But how do you lose 200 sheep? Like, nobody saw any of the sheep he ever? He fell asleep for 12 hours. I don't know. Well, my thought is it was enough of a big enough deal for people to be like, that's a freaky forest. That's true. So I mean, that, maybe like he was a trustworthy sheep. shepherd. When is this? Nobody said anything. I tried to find it. It just said that's how it got its name in the first place. But I'm anyway, assuming if it's a shepherd with his sheep, it was a while ago. It's anywhere from, you know, 4,000 years ago to about 80 yeah, one of those things. Yeah. You know, well, that sheep, small time sheep was lively, livelihood. And definitely if I lost 200 sheep, I would blame it on the paranormal. Well, but also, like, he lost himself. What? He didn't come back either. Oh. No, I they all disappeared. Him and the sheep. Him and the sheep. 201 beings. All of them. 200 sheep. Which I can understand. Like, if he had, like, five sheep and, like, a pack of wolves attacked and they got the dude and the sheep. Cool. But 200 sheep's a lot of sheep. 200 sheep. That is a ton of sheep. Yeah. How do you lose yourself and 200 sheep? Unless you're in some creepy forest. So, it started to really become popular in the 1960s when a biologist named Alexandrus Sift uh, got some pretty awesome pictures of a UFO that they don't have anywhere. But they do have these ones. So, these are, like... These are like the the most famous of anything you can find. And I have I have the link down here of the, with the pictures on it. So on August 18th of 1968, Emil Barneu, Barneu, sorry, I'm really bad at names. A construction worker caught one of the most famous photos of UFOs of, of a UFO of all time. Um, he uh, la, 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 he was walking through the forest with his girlfriend, Zamfria Matea, and two other people, but those people wanted to be anonymous, so nobody knows who they are. So he literally, like, has the time. He's remembered the time. So at 1.28 p.m., they got they went to a clearing. They decided to stop and have some lunch. Emil went to go get some firewood, because apparently they needed it for their lunch. I don't know. And I don't know anything about Romania, but this sounds super Romanian. Right? Uh, yeah, it fits. But anyways, while he's like walking away, his girlfriend yells and says, come back, come back. You got to see this. And he comes back to the clearing and he literally looks up and there's just like, hey, hold on. I need to describe it the way he described it. A round craft in the sky. It was large, metallic and reflected the sunlight and it flew slowly. So he rushed to get his camera and it was apparently like really lazily flying around. He got three pictures 
And I got two solid pictures and then all of a sudden it just accelerated super fast and shot up high in the sky and he got two more before it was gone. When no was one's this? ever this was um August eighteenth of nineteen sixty eight. Okay, let me let me look at these pictures. So it kind of looks like what what type of hat? It's not a top hat. Or eh, kind of a fedora. It kind of looks like a fedora. It does not look like it does not look like a fedora. Flying. Do you mean like a bowler hat? Yeah, bowler hat. That's a bowler it. hat looks nothing like a fedora. It looks like a, a, a bowler hat facing you, like facing the camera. Like if the top of the bowler hat were facing the camera. It's easier for you to Google this, I for, think. To me, honestly, it, if you didn't tell me that was a picture of a UFO, I would think it was a water droplet on someone's camera. That's exactly what it looks like. Which, like, makes me think of the metallic part because it's, like, looks super shiny and almost see-through-ish, you know? Yes. And it's it's just, like, up there floating in the sky. And this is the 1960s. Like, there aren't, like, you couldn't just be like, hey, maybe it's a drone. You know what I mean? Or, like, maybe it's this thing. Like, this is all there was back then. Like, there were, like, there wasn't, you know, do you know what I mean? Okay. And just for the record... There are multiple pictures where like the shadow does move, so it doesn't look like a water droplet in the other pictures. Yeah, it's he has like three solid pictures that you can look at. And the and framing all, even changes a little yeah, bit. It's all in a different position. They're literally considered the best photos of UFOs of all time. Which is crazy that that's of all time in 1968. That we have not gotten anything better since then. That is... I, I mean, I disagree. I think we've gotten a lot better, but yes. Well, I guess from what people said, like it's the most concrete proof in their opinion. Yeah. Like because he also got, I guess, in the in the like third photo, which for some reason I was never able to find the one where it's like flying away. They were able to like look at it through scientific eyes and like see the traje trajectory of it and really like tell that that's not something one of our crafts could have done. I think that's what they mean. Like, look at that picture. That one. The uh, That one. So what we found was like old, uh, like a math mathematical diagram of where the object was and how it was traveling and how the trajectory like actually makes sense for a vehicle. So I think I think the thing that I get here is like this would be very hard to hoax. Yes, especially back then. There's no Photoshop, y'all. OK, continue. So obviously then in the 1970s, it became a hotbed for UFOs and sightings and strange lights. But UFOs is not the only strange kind of stuff that happens in the forest. People have reported feeling ill, getting rashes and scratches. Uh, people have been known to disappear into the forest like that first shepherd guy and never come back. Some have even been known to go missing and have no idea where they where the lost time went or where they were. So they'll be gone for like days on in and then come back and you'll be like, where did you go? And they're like, I have no idea. Which to me is kind of like I was stuck. In, I was lost in a giant freaking forest and I don't know where I was. Like I went around in circles repeatedly because I have no idea. But is there like time loss like like the Bermuda According Triangle? According to them, yes. And actually it has been called the Bermuda Triangle of Forests. Because of that. So there is a local story like, uh, sorry, there's a story told among locals of a five year old girl who got lost in the forest, returned five years later 
wearing the same clothes, the same age, completely fine and having no idea where she went. What? Which uh, the people there strongly believe in this forest. They do not go. No one who lives around there goes in the forest. They believe it is evil. It is horrible. All these things. So like this could just be, you know, a scary story told among locals, but still confirmation bias. Yes. So it's also believed that the forest. So on top of all of this, so on top of like the strange, the UFOs, the like weird disappearances, the strange things happening. There were apparently back in old settlement times when this whole area was first getting settled, settled, when this whole area was first getting settled, uh, some Romanian peasants were murdered there. So many people believe that their ghosts haunt it and are stuck in the forest. Okay. So people hear voices. They feel they're being watched or followed. And some have reported seeing green eyes and black fog when moving through the forest, which I'm sorry, green eyes, animals. Animals lives in forests. Fog also lives in forests. Also being watched and followed. Animals. Other weird people. People, yeah. Creepy Joe that lives in the forest. Or that dude with his 200 sheep who he was just tired of human beings. Maybe. But there's... Hold on. There's other cool stuff. So many of the trees and other vegetation, which you're going to want to look this up, are freaking weird looking. They grow weird. They're strange. If you guys want to look it up, we'll add a link to some pictures. But it's like they look like they're out of like a Dr. Seuss movie. They're just strange and weird. And I guess a Dr. Seuss movie. There are Dr. Seuss movies. Yeah. A Dr. Seuss book. Um, But like and I guess the the reason that this is so strange to them is because not only do they grow weird, but like that isn't anywhere else in the area. The weird growing trees and stuff are only in this forest. So to make that weirder, there is a spot in the forest called the vegetation dead zone. And uh, this is actually where most people have reported the phenomena they felt, but it is a almost perfect circle in the forest where literally nothing grows. Nothing grows. Yeah. I've seen, Mm -hmm. there was an episode of destination truth where they did that. Yeah. Oh, and they've had a bunch like, uh, Ghost douche, sorry. Ghost hunters. No, sorry, not ghost hunters. Ghost adventures. Ghost douche. Which is ghost douche. Has douche been there. Bagans. I know a bunch of people have gone there. But um, the interesting part is there There has been samples tested of the soil there, and there is. it shows no reason as to why nothing grows. Yeah, I, I've seen that before, and that is absolutely insane. So we'll, we'll put a picture of this. We'll also like tease it throughout the week on our Facebook page and Twitter. But yes, yeah, so this haunted circle is like, it's crazy. So locals believe that the forest may be a gateway to another dimension, and they believe that the dead zone is where the terminal is and where ghosts are, the ghosts are stuck living, which is why nothing grows there. So, yeah, there's the dead zone. And then locals also report constantly seeing lights from the tree line from the forest, which is really strange because it's 729 acres of forest. There's nothing be like you're not going to see like. There's a McDonald's on the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nothing, nothing can dip below. So that was the thing that like, um, if anybody watches Destination Truth. It's amazing. Please it's do. a great show. And I love Josh Gates. And I think you should really check out this episode because it's one of the more compelling ones that they've done. Um, but one, they caught these lights, which, of course, is like one of the more reported things. So I love that they caught it. And the interesting part about it is that like. For instance, like a drone or a helicopter or whatever, like it comes and it dips below the tree line, which is the compelling part behind it. Because anything above the tree line, you could say satellite, shooting star, right, helicopter, whatever. But like, yeah, these lights like dip below the tree yeah, line. Yeah, right. Which there's trees everywhere. That's not like something 
Right. Could really get down there unless they. And I think this is also the one where. Get through. Um, in the middle of that like circle that nothing grows, which a lot of UFO people like think is a launch pad. Um, but anyway, in the middle of that circle, uh, one of their crew members like got picked up. Yeah. And he got scratched. Yeah. Picked mm-hmm. up and scratched. Yeah. On which, video. Uh, w- so. Was that Destination Truth? Yes. Yes. Watch that show. Josh Gates is amazing. Yeah, it's very He's good. He's like part of what made us do this podcast. Yeah. So, um, the most interesting thing about the lights, though, like uh, the lights themselves are already super interesting, but people have used thermal detectors on the lights and the lights give off no heat signatures. No heat, yeah. Which also is crazy because any very light cool. with a light bulb in any way that we would have would obviously give off a heat signature. But bioluminescence doesn't, which is cool. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, some people have reported that when they enter, oh, I like this one because it's like the most crazy out there that no one can prove. I guess you can't disprove it technically either, but so some people have reported that when they enter the forest, they suddenly remember all of their past experiences in the forest. And then as soon as they leave, they forget all of them, including that one, like including any, so any memory they have in the forest stays in the forest, basically, which is a super interesting idea because that's nothing else I've ever heard about like a haunted place. Right. Is the idea that like, it won't let you take your memories with you. Right. Super interesting. So specialists from all over the world are super interested in this place. People have come from everywhere to go there. And many have actually like these specialists who are government scientists and things like that, who have gone and have managed to capture faces and apparitions on film. Um, And there's been many, many reports of seeing things with a naked eye. And then other times where they took a picture of nothing, what they thought was nothing. And it came out to be something that they just couldn't see with their naked eye. So that's like all the information I have, but like, This place blows my mind because the idea that one place, especially that like just captured in this one specific forest, not like including this one dude's house next to it. No, it's just this forest holds all of these things. And in my mind, that sounds like when you just talk about it, that sounds crazy that some that a certain place can hold all that. But with the facts or with not maybe not facts, with the experiences and the proof and things like that, because like that Emil guy, he's not he's not a scientist going out there trying to find this stuff. He was a dude trying to have a picnic with his friends and a UFO showed up, you know, I mean, he wasn't, and that was back before the forest ever became, was it much of anything before then? Like it wasn't a big deal. People weren't really looking at it except for like one guy a couple years before. So, so an, an, another cool part about the forest is that the, um, there are these trees that grow with like a swoop yeah. in them um and they look like a like kind of like our logo like a question mark but the other way around like flip it on its head um they kind of look like that so but imagine these swoops or like half of a horseshoe yeah but imagine these swoops all like pointing with the open circle half circle part like facing in the same direction and so like a bunch yeah, of they're weird and creepy yeah but a bunch of like ufo people say that uh it could be like a result of a launch of a spaceship, which I think is cool. And also this circle. So you can look up the circle in this forest. Like she said, there was a, a bunch of tests done on the soil. Like there's nothing biologically where, and it's a dang near perfect circle. Like you can find it and online. It's huge. It's massive. It's a perfect circle. It's not um, like maintained at all. It, right. But I like, cause that's the thing is like, it's one thing if someone did that in the first place, but unless one person is coming out every month, and cutting it again and cutting down anything that attempts to grow there forever, forever. Like what? I mean, obviously I'm going to go ahead and say there's probably something that happens to be under the soil, but like 
an exact to not find circle it. and an exact circle almost. and to not find it. I mean, like I know the, that's crazy. Like that's the thing. Like uh, uh, botanists have gone out there to figure this out and they can't. I mean, there's that. And then I, I think it's super cool because it's like like you said, like the Bermuda Triangle Forest, there's uh, there's Skinwalker Ranch. Like there are these like hubs of places where all this and stuff just what happens. Are they? Like, that's what I want to think about. Like, if this is if we're going to go into the full on. UFOs, aliens, paranormal side. I can't even begin to think like what it would be that would cause all of this stuff to happen in one place. I wanted to talk about this with Sloss Furnace. Um, Like one of the things about hauntings to me that I think could be real is that the energy that like a ghost needs to operate like just happens within our brains sometimes. Right. So like. For instance, there have been a lot of recorded things of like two people will say, oh, I just heard a scream. And then they go back and they listen to the footage and there's nothing there. Right now, the opposite happens where nobody hears anything and then you catch something. But I think that's more of like rustling or like, you know, footsteps or like your shirt jostling against the microphone. But that has always intrigued me. Right. Two people agreeing on something happening and there's no proof of it. So, um, I say all that to say this, like. What if the Skinwalker Ranch and Bermuda Triangle and this forest, there's just something up with it where it messes with your psyche, right? Now, it doesn't explain his photographs, maybe, but it does explain circle. No, or the circle. So there's probably something more to it, right? Like there's something physical happening as well. But I'm just saying it does explain the I go into here, I lose track of time. I go into here and I lose track of this. I I lose my 200 sheep. I lose myself. I feel things. I see things, right? Um, And it could be one of those things where just like the biology is disrupted in that circle, our biology could be disrupted in that forest. Well, you know how like um, in old houses, it, you'll get, get like the old like quote unquote haunted houses. They'll get like the I feel uneasy. I feel, un- uh, you know, not good. I feel sick. And that could be because of bad wiring. Right. What if it's like the same thing, but in nature? Like our, yeah, like our, the Earth's magnetic field or, or like what if there's like, we can what if like that the stuff, vegetation but... and stuff has like a bunch of diseases that we don't know about. Right. Or they put off for something. I don't know how that works. But... Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it doesn't explain, like I said, the photos or the lights, which they captured. I mean, but it could really explain why certain places on this earth, we just as humans were adverse, averse to, like you said, like the locals don't go in there. Right. And can you blame them? Just I wouldn't. Just like Love Pass that we talked about in the beginning, like that's Dead Mountain and the indigenous people didn't go there. Like there, there's places like that everywhere. Yeah. I'm just interested in, you know, there's always like the whole, once it starts, then it becomes a thing, right? Because it's like, once the first guy talks about it, then everybody goes seeking for it. And we always talk about how like, Watching ghost shows is fun for us, but it's always hard for me to feel anything just because when you're going looking for it, you're going to find it. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Rarely ever do people walk into a place asking for this and then say, I heard or felt absolutely nothing. Well, that's the that's the thing that really sets this place apart, right? Is like there's proof. There is. I mean, a certain level of proof. And especially like, like from scientists and specialists and people who actually like. Right. Because this place is like world renowned. Yeah, when people have come from all over the world and, and have seen their own it's things. Open. It's different than Skinwalker Ranch because Skinwalker Ranch is under lock and key. Right. No, anybody can walk in here. Yeah. Anyone can go there and they can have their experiences and they can go do whatever the heck they want. I, it's just I it blows it's my really mind. interesting. I, I just I would it. love I would hate it, but I would 
my curiosity would win and I would absolutely love to walk into that place. I'm sure I would come out a different person, whether it was just the feelings I would feel just because of where I am or possibly what I could see or whatever. But I, I think it would be an amazing experience to feel what a lot of those other people have felt, even if it's, even if it can be explained away, just the feeling of the unease and the fear and the sickness and all those things, because you think about it, it's like, okay, maybe I can explain it away, but imagine being a local who's heard all these things and walking into there and feeling those and being like a ghost is attacking me or is trying to hurt me or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think it would be such an interesting experience. Yeah. I mean, I think anytime as a group of human beings, like we decide a a place can like do something to you or like, like we can share this experience, like whether it's positive or negative, I think it's just such a cool thing. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like the psychology behind a haunting or whatever, or, or anything paranormal. Right. I mean, there's those like, uh, there's that prevailing belief that like all of ghosts are just in our head. Right. Uh, have you heard about that? Like study where they had, um, a robot arm like behind somebody and does that sound familiar at all? No. Okay. So there was this group of people, um, and they did a study where a person would like interact with an interface in front of them by like tracing on the interface. Right. And as they trace their finger on this interface, this robotic arm would trace, uh, whatever you did on your own back. Right. So what they found was as this person was doing it and the robotic arm was set. You tried to do this to me. I remember. I did try to do this. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. But anyway, so as the robotic arm matched what you did, no, no issues. Right. Everyone knew, oh, it's a robotic arm. But then as they set the latency or the delay of what the robotic arm did. So you go left, the robotic arm waits and then goes left. You go right and then it waits and then it goes right. right. As that latency increase, um, they immediately felt like there was a presence, like it, unexplained, just a presence, right? There's mm -hmm. a ghost touching me, even though they know it's the robot, right? But when the latency was there, it was 50% of the subjects, which is a lot. And then whenever they like triggered the robotic arm, like if you poked, then it would poke in like three different random places, almost like you knew you had control over it, but you had no actual control of what was happening. 80% okay. um, of subjects felt multiple presences like oh. this group of ghosts is attacking me now. Right. And so what they said that it was um, and obviously it's a study, so it's not like they for sure, for sure know anything. But what they said it was, is when your body is trying to recalculate where it is in the world, like trying to understand its physical presence uh, when it can't make sense of what's going on. It fills in the blank with creepy feelings or uneasiness or I all right, well, of a sudden we don't like not knowing. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. And that creates ghosts. Right. And these people were literally so scared of these ghosts, even though they knew as robots, that they stopped the study. They, they couldn't handle that there were ghosts in the room. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So um, we'll link this as well. It's very interesting. Um, but say all that to say this. What if there are just certain places here that do that to that us? Just mess with our heads. So one thing like I've never really believed in is the whole like medium thing. Like I do feel like certain people feel like or believe that they can tap into like this spiritual side of things more than other people. I just never really bought into it. But think about it that way. Like, what if this person's equilibrium can just be tilted a little bit easier? I'm really the 
the psychological aspect behind ghosts and all paranormal things in general to me is extremely, and of course, the psychological side of everything is interesting to me, but specifically that because I, another thing you can, I can think about is, okay, so if you walk into these places with someone else with you, even just one other person, we all talk about like energy, right? And like the energy other people are putting off um, and feeding off of each other's energy together, obviously is going to hype you up like nobody's business. You're just ready. And first off, can we say, look, we're in a forest. Too many things live in forests. So whatever you're seeing or hearing, I'm going to go ahead and say, and this is, to be fair, this is completely normal. Rachel sitting in her house, Rachel in that forest would be a hundred percent sure a creepy demon is trying to kill me. So I get it. I'm not like, I'm not saying people are wrong for feeling this way or that like it's dumb. I completely agree. I, any place I've ever been in that I thought could even have an inkling of haunting, I have about peed my pants. So I get it. But that part always interests me too. It's just the feeding off of each other. And if one person is sitting there saying, this is how I feel, this is what I think, how is, how that's affecting the other person saying the same thing? Because they could walk into it saying, oh, this is probably just animals. This isn't a big deal. But because the other person walks into it with this gung-ho, this must be demons or ghosts or aliens or whatever, they're if, to see if they latch onto that. And then it becomes this group thing. And then it's everything you hear, you both hear. Because that's something, like I said about the, about the cops, like, how many times has it been where it's like, did you hear that? It sounded like this. And right. then from then on, they say, we both heard this. Well, that, that's what's yeah. told. And, and that's the thing about the cop story that is interesting to me is like, OK, let's say they all heard it. But the part that I could be skeptical about is one guy thought he heard a voice and said, OK, we're coming. And then everyone started talking to a quote unquote voice and right. said, well, we're because coming. This guy heard a voice. So did we. Yeah. And or then like, it must be obviously there. we were talking. We weren't talking to nothing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I get that the whole psychology aspect of it. And then in psychology is often used as the well, there's nothing to it. Right. It's just our brains. But, but my, then it's like there's photos of UFOs. Well, not yeah, there's that. But then my also my other thought is, OK, well, let's say ghosts exist. Let's go the other direction. Right. And. All they can quote, well, quote unquote, all they can do is affect your brain. That's still huge, right? That's ginormous. That yeah, anyone, like, an outside force can infect my brain right. that way. So, and, and that's something that I think, like, we don't understand how thought works. You know what I mean? Like, um, in my, like, biology courses and stuff, like, they would just say it's upper level, upper level, uh, like, machinations or upper level uh, thought processes or upper level, whatever an upper level just meant. We don't know. Like we still don't know what a thought really we don't is. understand so much of the human brain. Right. And and we do know that like a lot of like we operate with electricity and we operate with like this and that. So we can be thrown off by electricity as well. So if there's anything that can manipulate any form of energy that we already don't know, that doesn't make it any less real. So not only could it be a ghost or a demon or an entity, but also like a place. Another thing I like to think about is the whole, because like the dimensions thing, like that to me That's is huge. Right. Because that takes the idea of, oh, just someone died and then their ghost hangs out compared to like, somehow there's these other dimensions of other people who can, who may be in these specific areas for whatever reason can somehow make contact when they can't in other places. So there's that. And like you can slip through a dimension, right? Right. Where there's another Beatles mixtape that nobody had, right? <laughs> only that one guy. Right. So not only slip through other dimensions, but something for me where dimensionality is a little bit different. Um, 
but like a fold in time, right? Like, because that's something I've always thought of. Like, I just don't, I don't think that a ghost will sit there and like have conscious feeling and just relive the same thing over. But like our understanding of time is so limited. Like, but to think that there's a wrinkle where something repeats and repeats and repeats. I mean, for all we know, we're on a hundred million year loop that's bound to restart. Like what if in other dimensions, like, I don't know what if in a different dimension, a UFO is like the way those people travel. Yeah. And that's just their or form if, of flight. Or if in another dimension, they see Boeing 747s and go, oh my gosh, there's it's that aliens. There's that two winged thing. <laughs> Not one of our saucers. It's a two winged thing. Right. Like it's just one of those things that to me, like dimensionality, like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's insane. And well, if you think of the expanse of the universe, right? Like in the fact that, it being infinite, like so many things are possible that we don't know. Like multiple dimensions are layers of times and space. Like that makes sense to me. Well, and the the reason that I think we're going off this far because going into multi multiple dimensions and folds in time and space is a little is a little like big, right? That's kind of pushing the envelope here on the skeptical skeptics skeptics. But I think the reason that we're going there is because the amount of proof that's in a place like this is you can't just say, oh, it's hearsay. Oh, it's this person. Because like Skinwalker Ranch, a lot of it is hearsay. A lot of it is what that one dude like said yeah. happened. Right. And his family. Like, and same with like the Bell Witch. Same with the Whaley House. Same with so many of the other places that it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's just stuff. That's what they said. That's what they heard. That's what they thought they heard, whatever. But here, there's so much proof. And there's so much proof by, you know, people who are a big deal who aren't just, you know, a random dude walking down the street. It's people who have actually come here who are specialists in their field and things like that to look at this stuff and say, I found proof of these things. I found proof, you know, the most proof we can of paranormal things or of UFOs or whatever. So where, like, that's the only other place we can go because it can't just be, oh, this place is a normal forest. There's no, it's not a normal forest. The vegetation proves not the freaking trees, all of it. Well, I love that. The idea of, well, there's proof, proof of what? Like, we don't even know. That's true. Like the most version of proof you can get. But it's like, but like proof of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, we don't know. We don't know what's in there. I think that's the cool part is like, and anytime you have this big, deep, mysterious forest that's actually still open to everybody and that people go and check out, like there's so many like cool places on this earth, but to have one that almost everybody universally agrees like, oh yeah, this is weird. Yeah, that's cool. So if you ever see me hobbling around on one foot, no, I'm happy because I got to go to the forest. Exactly. So this has been another episode of Skeptical Skeptics. Thanks for joining us on that one. Uh, I know we kind of bounced around a little bit, but I hope you had some fun thinking with us. If you have any ideas about what this forest um, holds or, you know, if you know any of the other stories that we don't know about it, you can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter page, Podbean account, wherever. Um, just get a hold of us. We like to have some pretty lively discussions. Facebook is picking up a lot lately. So we just want to say, you know, shout out to the like 60, 70 new followers that we've gotten in the past week. Um, and which to, like doubles our amount of followers, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. And our in our round of listens is is up as well. So, you know, just thank you guys for joining. I hope you had fun with that one. And please uh, post and, you know, comment. And we love to talk to you guys. That's one of the most fun parts about our week, actually, other than recording and, and putting it out there. So, uh, I've really enjoyed that. Um, please reach out to us if you have any suggestions for episodes, like we did the lizard man a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, a couple other episodes, we do have a special coming up for episode 10. 
um, based off of your guys's votes. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. Appreciate you guys. And thanks for joining us. Thanks. Bye. Bye.